Jerry DiPiano, and you are in the Love Mia Vita podcast. And perhaps you're even seeing some of this on YouTube. Today, my guest is Carol Montgomery, who is a well-renowned comedian. She's been doing this for many, many years. You may have seen her on TV. You may have seen her on uh, in Las Vegas or at some other venue. Her career spans over 20 years, and she has made us laugh and pee our pants. Even those of us that have never experienced urinary incontinence have peed our pants because she is the funny woman. But Carol, I would love for you to share more about your background because it is so impressive, and you are definitely delivering a difference. You're making us all laugh, and after all, Laughter is the best medicine, and this is what we're all about. We want to make women feel good. Yes. How did you get started in comedy? Well, you know, uh, what's okay. So my dad, my father is a big part of this. My father was a, a very uh, larger than life human being. And I, I worshiped the ground he walked on and he was very funny. And he turned me on to, to comedy. Um, uh, women of a certain age who are listening to this probably, especially on the East Coast, every Sunday morning on Channel 5 in New York City, there would be um, the, um, of course, the Bowery Boys and Abbott and Costello and um, <clears throat> I Love Lucy. And we just, I mean, it was always on in my house. So I, I was I was around comedy my whole time, my whole life. And like I said, my dad, my father turned me on to the Marx Brothers uh, so I, you know, the Mark brothers are like uh, my, my idols. And so, so, and he, he wanted to be a comedian. I think, I really do think he did want to be a comedian, but he went into the military, came home from the military. He was injured. He, um, you know, he got married to my mom and, you know, and, and he decided to become a teacher because he, you know, that's what men did back then. They're like, oh, nope, I got to do what's right for my family. And that's what he did. But uh, and the th what, what happened was he was a teacher. And then in the summertime, he would take this, you know, the teachers were off. So he would be he would be a bartender in the Catskill Mountains. So as a little girl, I'd be sitting on the, the stool while my father was setting up the bar, like in the afternoon. And in would walk, you know, Toadie Fields or Jackie Mason or Jack Roy, who ends up becoming Rodney Dangerfield. And they were doing their mic check. And, and years later, I said to my father, you know, all this, you know, all this like worry about me becoming a comic, it's your fault. It's your <laughs> fault. I mean, you had me hanging out with comedians when I was a little girl. So I, I've been around nightclubs my whole life. And what, what's interesting about this is that, you know, fast forward to my son, who's 31 now, he, I, I brought him to every, he, I traveled with him from six months until he was two and a half years old. And what does he do? He works in rock venues. He's a vampire, <laughs> just like his mother. I mean, it's so funny. My son doesn't go to sleep before four. Like if I say to my son, hey, let's have breakfast. And I'm thinking maybe 10. He's like, how about two? I'm like, no, that's lunch. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, right? And so that you've been around this, you've been exposed to this your entire life. What a great background! Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's it, it is interesting. And then and then you know because I was you know we were up there all summer, and so they would always have talent shows for the kids of the workers. So I, I did every year. I did a talent show, 
you know, I mean, like, it, 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 it obviously was destiny. I was, this is what I, this was, this was my life purpose was to be a comedian. So, 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 um, so that's what, how it started. And, um, and I was actually working in Summerstock. I was doing um, tech work. I was like building sets and doing lights and everything. And after the shows, all the techies would sit around, have drinks and talk and, and everyone said to me, you should be a comedian. Now you have to understand this was in 1979. So the comedians we know now, like every, everyone knows what a comedian is now. But back then I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what's a comedian? Like I knew what a comedian was, but like the only person I know that did any kind of comedy every night was Johnny Carson. I, I said, is that what you mean? And they're like, yeah. So we, we, uh, we uh, one of my friends and I wrote some jokes for me and then we had a uh, Christmas in August party and I got up and I did some jokes. I don't remember what I did because I was probably so drunk because I was like 20, um, uh, 21 actually. And uh, and that started me. That really, I, that's what I decided. And it's weird. It's, it's it, you know, it's it's been a very, I've had a very good career, but it's when I think about what I was, what it was like when I was young and the passion that I had, I mean, I just, it, it, I was so focused on becoming a comedian that nothing was going to stand in my way, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to, when I talk about it now, cause I'm like, if you would have told me that I, 40 years later, I would finally be that, you know, like I would hit with the, the, the Showtime specials and stuff. 40 years later, I'd have been like, really? I could have been in jail and killed somebody and been out twice. And you, you heard it. She has a Showtime special. You heard it. You could, you can see Carol Montgomery mm -hmm. pretty much anywhere you want to find comedy. And I, when I Googled Carol Montgomery to learn more about her, boy, did I find quite <laughs> a number of entries. And, you know, interestingly enough, when we, we discussed having you on our podcast, I thought, wow, what an incredible find because Carol does support women of a certain age. And that certain age, really, it starts at 40 yes. when women think life is over. And by the way, my friends, life just begins. And oh, wow. I know that sounds like it's a cliche, but we are having fun. Oh, yeah. We hit a certain age. And Carol's, Carol's going to answer a few questions on this podcast for us because, you know, there are so many secret searches going on out there. And that's really what we're going to discuss today with Carol. It's really, what are women, women searching for? What's of interest to them? And, and how do we, how do we address this and how do we address it with humor? More importantly, so I actually pulled up an article that I found and want to get, give credit to the, um, to the writer at AARP, um, who actually put, this kind of article together, it's uh, Mara Reinstein, and she did an article on something called The Girlfriend from AARP, and I thought it was quite interesting because she found 40 things that women over 40 have been secretly querying mm -hmm. on Google. And I thought that was fascinating. By the way, I'm probably one of those women who Googled some of these things. So. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, we're going to go down my list of about 17 items and love to get Carol's input on this. Can I just say, can I just interrupt sure. you for one moment? 
Well, you know, just very quickly about what you said about 40, um, it's just beginning. And it's, it really isn't a cliche because it really is, it's, it, it's true. Because I, I, I hit my stride, I, I created Funny Women of a Certain Age when I was 59. You know, I mean, so, you know, it's only been 40, it's only been 40 years since the specials have aired. So, so for women who are listening, yes, it, it, it sounds like, oh yeah, oh, your life just begins, but it really does. I mean, you, because what happens when, once you hit 40 is most of the time you've had the children and they're growing up or they're, or they're grown up. And especially when you get into your fifties and sixties, they're grown up unless unless there's a mistake and you still have a toddler, which I'm sorry, because <laughs> that would be a pain in the butt. But um, but but you know the the freedom that happens when you get older, I, I I wish for every young woman because young women are so wrapped up in like you're saying these secret circuit secret searches that women do. You know they're so wrapped up in oh what am I what 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 am I what should I do now? What does Cosmo say I should do now? Do you know what I mean? And like when you get to our age, you're like ah I don't care. I like pizza too much. It's you know it's it's interesting that you say that because I always uh, I always reflect back on my own history uh, when I started the first Fem Pharma and I was just a child at coming out of big pharma out of the multinational companies and I was such an eager young woman always right. wanting to get the straight A's always wanting to be that perfect woman and when I left the security of these multinational farm big pharma companies. I thought I must be out of my mind. I said, no, I'm finally free. Right. I'm finally free to do exactly what I've always wanted to do. Yep. And you know, it was a checkbook and a credit card. And yeah, people yeah. thought I was manic when I did it. Mm -hmm. No, I was finally free. And I, by the way, I had a young child at the time. I had a one-year-old. Yeah. So there were a lot of firsts going on there. And I've never regretted one day because here I am sitting wow. with you and we're having this, you know, this conversation and sharing, hopefully, some good humor, some good fun about yeah. about what it means to be over 40 and how, how do we address some of these questions? So yeah. let's hear the questions. So here we go. This woman asks the question, how do I stop my husband snoring without waking him up? Put a pillow over his head. Just right over his face. It's fine. He'll stop snoring. He may stop breathing, but the snoring will stop. You know, um, there, there is all, there, that trick works really well. I've actually tried it, and if anybody's, if anybody's actually listening to this, my, my other, my other trick is I kick my husband. Oh yeah. And that, yeah. and that shakes him up a little bit. But I like the pillow better. It's much gentler. <laughs> and I did, I did do some CPR training. Um, so, so many, many years ago, I actually worked in an emergency room in a trauma unit in a hospital. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still certified to do CPR. And wow. I don't have a defibrillator at home, though. So, you know, we, we might have to go easy on the pillow, Carol. I think I'll well, well, you could, you could, you know, I think you could probably make your own defibrillator if you have a couple of curling irons. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could try that. Yeah, <laughs> he'd probably jump. <laughs> he'd definitely jump. <laughs> he'd probably jump. 
Okay. Um, and that, you know, and, and there we go. Um, and what about my husband and Viagra? <sighs> okay, I'll tell you a great, oh, this really happened. So my father, when he was still alive, he was, he, he was 87 and he really did this. We were, we were on the phone and, um, and I said to him, uh, we were just talking about my son and he told me that he tried Viagra. He took my 87 year old. So of course, being a comedian, I said, dad, what's it like? And this, this is his honest reaction. He said, it was like putting up a brand new flagpole in front of a condemned building. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about Viagra. Do like, you know, he was in a home for a couple of years and, you know, they would get their, you know, they would get their medicines and then they, and then the old men would line up for their Viagra and then they're walking around the homes with erections and there's nobody, you know, I mean, like, why would you do that? Why would you give a man a, if he can't even do anything with it? So yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. The, uh, the, so to the, to this woman, yeah. How about my husband and Viagra? depending upon what's going if if you're an age-appropriate woman you probably don't want him using that product or any ed drug and i don't mean to indict we don't want to use product names but you don't want to use a, an, an ed drug because let's face it if you're a woman of a certain age it probably isn't going to feel good if he's got an erection he's chasing you around the house and he wants to do it 24 7. <laughs> you might want to consider the pillow <laughs> Exactly. You want to consider the pillow, or you may want to vacate the premises. The um, so uh, right along with that is the odds of getting pregnant at age forty-five. Wow. Well, wow. I'm sure by well, I I went into menopause early. I went into menopause at fifty, I think. So I, I would have been shocked that, I mean, I could have probably still gotten pregnant at 45, but, but at that point, the eggs were, were probably powdered eggs. So really what kind of baby would have came out of that? So it so the odds of getting pregnant at age 45, I, I think this is where, you know, we want to, we definitely want to have a pregnancy test. And if you and your and your husband or partner are still having sex, you, you may want to, especially if he's using Viagra, you may want to consider uh, the, the condom. Once you rule out pregnancy, you may want to consider the condom because you, you could still get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I could not, I can't even fathom getting pregnant that, at that age. I mean, I was 30, I was 32. So I was technically old for my generation. But I can't even, I, uh, you know, I just remember, I just remember like a couple of days after my, after my son was born, I was sitting in the living room in my rocking chair at like three o'clock in the morning. I was breastfeeding and I was just like, <laughs> I was so tired. I was so tired. I'm still tired. Yeah, that's the other thing, by the way, people who are listening, if there are any young women listening, um, this whole thing about like when the child grows up and you'll, you'll, you'll get a good night's sleep. I still haven't had a good night's sleep. I still can't. I, I, my son, my son is a grown man. I, I, this is my hack for, for over, if you're an over warrior like I am. So my son is on social media and he's on Instagram mostly. 
So the only way I get to go to sleep at night sometimes when I start to go into that, when I start to spin into that worry ward is I look on, on the messenger and I look up his thing. And if his green light is on, I can go to sleep because that means he's, 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 he's there. You know what I mean? Yes. People think I'm crazy, but yeah, you never, you never go back to sleep. No, you, you never do. You, you have children, right? Yes. Yes. And yes. I, I did out. So when, you know, when my adult daughter calls me at 11 o'clock at night and we have a chat, I'm like, okay, so what's up for the rest of the night? And she won't tell me. And, and there you go. And then I'm wide awake for the rest of the night and I'm the worrier. Right. And then I speak to her at 7.30 in the morning. She says, Ma, why are you calling? I'm just checking in. Just checking in. Just checking in. I wanted to hear your lovely voice. My son, when he leaves, because yeah, I live in Manhattan, he lives in Brooklyn, and he's only 20, 30 minutes from where I live and everything. But what I used to say to him when he was younger, when he first moved out, I said, well, make sure you send me a picture of my grandcat, because I have a grandcat. Oh, me so, too. Oh, okay. But, but, but he knows that's code for well, if he's sending me a picture of the cat, he must be home. So right. now he, he doesn't he doesn't even he doesn't even wait for me to say it anymore. Like he opens the door and the cat's there and he takes the picture, he hasn't even taken his coat off and he's like sending me the picture. I'm like, thanks, honey. Yes, we, we have the same thing. Yes, ladies, uh, even if you have children that are younger, um, understand this. They will be they are yours for life. And thank goodness that they are yours for life. You never stop worrying. Nope. Never stop worrying. Um, the on, the on the subject of four cups of coffee and health risks. So this is for those of us that are that lie awake waiting for checking for the green light on Instagram <laughs> or the phone call at seven o'clock and or seven thirty in the morning. Right? Four cups of coffee and health risks. Um. Yes, there are many healthers drinking four cups of coffee. Uh, I, 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 I can't drink, I, if, I have one cup of coffee in the morning. And if I have another cup of coffee, that's one of the reasons I'm up worrying about my son because I'm awake. And you know what happens when you wake up in the middle of the night? No good thing, nothing ever comes from waking up in the middle of the night and then staying awake because your mind just goes into places it shouldn't go into. Do you know what I mean? So if if I have even if, if I even smell a second cup of coffee, I'm awake. So it's not good for you. No. It's, you know, I, I, I will say this that nothing good does happen after, you know, you you've had that fourth cup of coffee. So most of the time if I've had even two cups of coffee and I walk into my office, I'm bouncing off the walls, they all know. They can tell by listening to right. my voice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it depends. It depends on you know where you are, right? So if you have to be around other people and you're caffeine sensitive, it may be an ugly look. <laughs> we have some we have some questions that are really more targeted to issues that women are facing with respect to some of the symptoms that are associated with menopause. One here is this goes back to this whole erectile dysfunction drug question right. and etc and it's the quickest way to improve your sex life actually multiple so it's quickest ways this is the search again remember ladies that right. you're listening to this this is you know these are the the questions that women type into google 
the quickest way to improve your sex life, see if uh, Hugh Jackman gets, you can hire him. <laughs> that would be the way I would probably. Uh, and if he's not available, I don't know who the other hot person is, but he's my favorite right now. Um, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, this, it's interesting because when you get older, I think sex, women just, we do so much. And I, I used to do it a bit like this. It's like, you know, the difference between men and women is that women need more to get in the mood. You need romance, you know, maybe some wine, some roses, a gold Amex card, you know, we stuff like that. Men have a penis. And when a, when a penis gets hard, it, it signals to the brain, must have sex now, must have sex now. So it's, so, and then you get older and there's more stuff in your head. And, and, and I mean, I don't know, go away somewhere where no one's around and you can lock the door so no one can hear you. I mean, I live with my mother-in-law with, you know, so please, <laughs> you know, you talk about no boundaries. She knocks as she's opening the door. <laughs> she still thinks you're 15 and 16. Right, right, right. So, so she's, you know, she, she, she doesn't care. She's going to check up on you to make sure you're doing it the right way. Right, exactly. She's not doing it at all. She doesn't want you to do it at all. Right. A little boy. Yeah. Ex oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Baby. So, you know, we, you know, we sometimes recommend the DIY do it yourself method. Because right. way to improve your sex life. You know what you like. If you don't have working, to talk to your hand. That's right. If it isn't working or if you, you know, or maybe you're maybe you maybe you can't find anybody that's worthy of you. Right. But 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 yeah, DIY is is in a pinch. Go for it. Yeah, I, as we always say at Fem Pharma, God gave you a clitoris for a reason. <laughs> and men can't find it. So correct. They don't know where to find it. That is that is absolutely the case. Or they they think when they find it that they should press on it like it's a stick ship. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's speaking from personal experience, by the way. <laughs> So this this is an interesting one. So again, we hear another we hear another question around a menopause symptom, which is help for hot flashes. And you know, again, we're we're chuckling about these things. Um, anybody who's in menopause probably had a hot flash from time to time. Um, they you know it's one I believe it's one out of eight women who will experience these hot flashes. You know, and they they can be pretty awful, particularly if you have hot flashes at night because they keep you up at night, you know, oh, yeah. throwing the covers off. Maybe you have a fan on, maybe like me, you turn the temperature down to 65, you know, so it's, it, it can be a problem. What, what, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? I'll move to Alaska. <laughs> no, when I, I was going through menopause and I was going over, uh, we, uh, I used to do a bunch of, uh, I used to go overseas for the troops a lot. So, and one of the base, one of the bases we go to was Alaska before we would go to, um, uh, to like uh, Guam and uh, uh, Diego Garcia and Singapore and everything. And I was there one time and I was literally right. I mean, 
I was just starting menopause and it was below zero. And I walked out in a t-shirt and, and, and my friends were like, are you crazy? I'm like, I am, I mean, I could have, I could have just dived into a, a snowbank and I would have been happy. I still get hot flashes. I'm going to be 65. I still get them. I, and I, you know, and sometimes I don't get them for a while. And then all of a sudden I'm like, seriously, seriously, you know, my, and I live in New York. So, so uh, um, do you live in New York? Jared? Uh, just outside of Philadelphia. Okay. So, okay. But you'll understand then um, New York city, you know, uh, city apartments. So we live in an old building. So the heat is when the heat is on, it's like, I, I, I so when the heat is on, I have to open up the windows because it's an old building and you don't know how to turn. And then it, I have to close the bill. I have to close the window because then it gets too cold and I open the window. I said, oh my God, my apartment is going through menopause. Yes. It's, you know, and, and it's, it's just some, sometimes it's so hot and it's not me and that will trigger another flash. So I seriously move to, move to uh, Alaska or if you can't do that, um, uh, get a, a nice tub of ice and jump in it or go do a cold shower. Seriously. You know, like you always hear about it ca calming men down. Well, it could calm us down too. In all seriousness. Whatever you do, don't start ripping your clothes off because if your husband's then using an ED drug and you're ripping your clothes off, you may think you're, <laughs> and if he's, he's snoring and you happen to jar him awake, He's going to be chasing you around the house. You're going to have something else to worry about, you know? Exactly. Please don't, whatever you do, try not to rip your clothes off. Or if you do, make sure you do it without your partner seeing you. Because that's, you know, that's going to keep you up for most of the night. Um, yeah. And how do you know if you're in menopause? That's an interesting question. How do you know if you're in menopause? Well, that's, that's a fascinating question. So when I started... Okay, so I must have been going into perimenopause in my because I was still living in Vegas, and I was um, uh, I was spotting a lot, right? So I go to my doctor, of course, a male doctor, and I said to him, you know, I'm spotting between periods, and my doc, this is the actor, he really said this to me. He goes, he goes, well, you know, Carol, your body's like an old car, and you're leaking oil. <laughs> Weird. Yes. Weird. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I, 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 if you're getting, first of all, if you're getting, if you're getting hot flashes, the fogginess, um, uh, the spotting, uh, you know, the wanting to put a pillow over your husband's head, you're probably in menopause. <laughs> it's probably not a bad marriage. It's probably just menopause. But it's funny uh, that you say that my, uh, when I, <clears throat> when I was much younger um, and I was visiting my mom, I ended up going into a rage. And my mom, who never really shared anything about menopause, took that to mean that I was having mood swings. And she shared, she, she said, you know what? She said, you're in a rage. That's a, that's a sign. That is a sign of menopause. You know, wow. I came to find out many years later that she was right. That right. That, you know, sometimes we do rage and, and you're right. Hide the pillows, make sure that there are no sharp objects around, right? Because th there, there are times when you will feel that way. You know, we know the technical definition of menopause. And when you're right. in full menopause, you haven't had a period for 12 months. Right. But 
there are a lot of other things that go on. Yes, the hot flashes. Some women never have a hot flash. But if you do, in Carol's, you know, recommendation, she's going to move to Alaska. She didn't she didn't do that, so she got the tub. She filled it full of ice. She opened you the No, for the women who have never had hot flashes. I hate you. <laughs> I mean, I'm so jealous. I really am. I mean, I I because that's that I think the hardest thing for me is the flashes because it comes out of nowhere and it just is just it re and you know men have they don't they just they they're dumbfounded they can't they cannot understand why it's an issue but it's it's it it, it it's so it's so like all encompassing you're and then it goes away like it's it's literally you can feel it coming on and then it then it subsides and then you're fine again do you know but yeah yes and it's it, the uh, the the funny thing about hot flashes is that when you're having a hot flash, if you, you may also have rosacea like I do, and then, you know, it's the face gets flushed, looks right. like, you know, you're burning up. And somebody says, right. Oh, right. Why, are you wear why are you wearing excessive makeup? So then my right. daughter asked me the question, mom, why are you wearing excessive makeup? And then she notices that my face gets bright red. And then my I have perspiration on my upper lip. Right. I, I take this scarf, you know, this is the scarf that hides the wrinkled neck. So I take my scarf off because it's now saturated with perspiration. Right. Yep. It's really can it can really get ugly there. Yeah. It can really get ugly. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I, I really am so envious of women that don't have hot flashes. Those, pro those are probably the night. Yeah. I think those, those are probably the women that also go, you know, when I just stop eating when I'm not hungry anymore. I'm like, okay, stop now. Come on. Nobody yes. stops eating because, oh, I'm full, please, please. So, um, yeah, there some very interesting, interesting searches here. You know, we have the, um, this one, which is around tweezing facial hair. Tweezing facial hair, does it make it grow back faster? That was one of the other searches. I, I like to say I'm, 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 I'm very happy that the iPhone has a, um, a flashlight because without it, I'd never have known I was growing a beard. Because you don't realize that you're growing hair. I like when I like, I'm sure right now, if, when, after I'm done here, if I go and, if I, and go into the, and put the flashlight there, they'll probably be like little stragglers under my chin. That I've never that I never knew I had, but but that that's like constant. I constantly tweet them because at this point, you know, they're going to come back. They're coming back. They're you you can you, you can either tweeze them and or you could shave them. Then they really come back. So don't shave. No 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 no. When never ever shave because if you shave, you will definitely have the stubble. Yep. And then it becomes very clear that, you know, with the, the stubble meets that you are growing the beard. And, you know, I, I grew up, I won't even tell you what my ethnicity is. You can guess it by, by listening to my name, but I won't tell you what my ethnicity was. I, I just assumed that my Zias and my Nanas just, you know, at a certain age, right. grew mustaches and beards. Yeah. And they didn't have the bleaching creams back then. So when no. I grew up, I was like, okay. 
Yeah. I guess that's going to happen to me. Yeah. Well, I, 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 uh, I think it was the first show special, Showtime special. I, I talked about the fact that, you know, cause I, I, I talked about, uh, you know, I, I'm very anti-plastic surgery and I mentioned Madonna. I said, you know, uh, and, you know, and I said, you know, Madonna's had work done and, you know, like shockingly. And, um, and, and then I said, she, you know, she's my age in Italian. She should have a full beard by now. <laughs> she really should. She, you know what I mean? So, well, who, whoever her, uh, uh, at a, at a, at a, uh, what is it, facialist is, that's who you should go to because she never has anything. Yeah, she looks, you know, she she does not look her age, that's for sure. So, yes, plastic surgeon, esthetician, yeah. She's probably getting the, and she's probably doing... The Botox. Yeah. Toxins. The needles. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, have so, we have so many questions here. I don't know that we'll get all of these... Uh, Last, I think one of the last ones is foods that make you poop. You know, I when I do these uh, podcast recordings with healthcare pr practitioners, we do this is you know we're having fun here. Um, by the way, in case you tuned in and you think that this is a healthcare practitioner, Carol ah! Montgomery is a comedian, and do not under any circumstances take any of this advice as medical advice. We're just having, we're hopefully just having fun with you. Except for the pillow on your husband. That one you should take as my, as, as medical advice. Cause I, I think that CPR training, <laughs> but we, we we're, we're seriously hoping that you have fun with this. So these are actual questions that were sent in that, you know, that women actually Google. And so again, if, if any of this crosses the line with you, we, we, we want to apologize, but you know, we want to have a little fun too. So if there are serious questions, as in some of the questions on menopause, please consult your healthcare practitioner or listen to some of the other podcasts where we do have healthcare practitioners who are weighing in on these. But this is this one we talked about uh, on one of our podcasts. So one of the podcasts with a medical practitioner, the whole, this constipation and constipation can be a problem, but this one's how, you know, what, what do you eat to make you poop? Oh, the age old question. I mean, I, it is fascinating that you get, you know, I, you, you know, I used to be regular, regular every, you know, when I was a kid, it's so funny. Whenever we'd be going, let's say on a, you know, a, a road trip with my parents, and we'd be getting ready to go. This is still, I mean, we're talking now many years ago. I always remember my mother going, I can't leave until I have the urge. <laughs> I can't leave until I have the urge. And I was like, what is she talking about? And then literally like 10 years ago, I went, oh, now I get it. I mean, she would, and I didn't know, it's like so mind blowing to me. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. So I, that's a, you know, I wish I knew. I wish I knew if it was, uh, uh, I wish I knew, like, like some people say prunes and all. My, my system is so messed up that, that I, I, I don't know. Like I, some, because for a long time I was on keto and keto constipates you, you know? So, um, and then, you know, but then, then, then if I, but then if I eat like, like if I eat red meat, and a potato, that helps a lot. 
So I, I don't really know. I mean, that that's a great question. When if anyone knows the answer, please let me know. Yeah, I I would I would say they're probably since since this has been a question that um, it was asked on Doctor Google. I think we all want to know. And, yeah. And we know regularity has been a problem of many of lots of generations, particularly as they age. But it can but it doesn't necessarily have to affect women at midlife. Right. When you're not, as I said, you know, we know what really controls the brain. And right. scientists are just figuring that out now with the gut brain um, react, basically interaction, that two way street, which is the gut and the brain. Right. And now, when the, the gut and when more importantly, when you're constipated, it makes it really hard to think. Oh, yeah. Because all you're thinking yeah, the about is... controls the world and the brain. But it is because all you're doing when you're constipated is thinking, when am I going to poop? When am I going to poop? I actually, over the weekend, I had a, a stomach bug. And so I wasn't feeling good. Um, and, you know, and then um, and then Sunday, everything, everything left my body. But as I know now that Monday, so it's today's Wednesday, but Monday I knew I wasn't going to poop because my body after after it's has stomach issues, you're not, you're not, you're going to never have another comfortable poop for a couple of days. And so it is, that's all you're thinking about is what is going to happen, please. Because there really is, let's be honest, if we're going to, you know, there is nothing like a good old fashioned poop. There really isn't. You're very happy when you're done. You're like that. I feel very good now. I feel healthy. I had a, um, I had a professor at Penn, University of Pennsylvania tell me that defecating was orgasmic i'll just leave it at that wow okay well yeah okay and now the, the porn version of the podcast <laughs> ladies and gentlemen exactly. defecating is orgasmic i never quite thought about it in that no that uh, way. no hugh jackman orgasmic <laughs> defecating hugh, not hugh jackman orgasmic so I think we've covered we've we've covered a lot of territory here. There are there are many other questions, you know, getting into the the nitty gritty, so to speak, at the at the very end of this podcast. But we we had a lot of fun. We hope you did as well. And oh, I had a ball. Carol Carol Montgomery, I hope you will not be a stranger. I have so enjoyed doing this with you. And I, you know, even better, the first time I met Carol was on another podcast, um, Fearlessly Facing 50. And she was, she was entertaining then. It was serious. It was more serious than this podcast is today. But I thought how fortunate I am to have met Carol. And she, she made me chuckle then. Um, and I hope that she's made you chuckle during this podcast. We hope to have you back. I I, anytime. I would. I could talk to you for hours. Oh, thank you. Same here. I, really I could Same just here. sit here and talk to you for hours. And then we could really get into the nitty gritty about what kind of pillow we should use. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and how to deal with the cheating husband and what happened or, or cheating partner, I should say. Yep. Let's face it. We, have, we, we all know the types. So yep. we can have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Lots of topics for women over a certain age. Carol is an, is an expert at making us laugh. 
and she's she will be back she's already you heard it you heard it she'll be back <laughs> carol thank you so much for being my guest on the love me Vita podcast and for all of you tuning in i hope that you had a little fun i hope that we made you laugh that carol made you laugh and remember to love Mia Vita. Be well.